0: presence of God to lead them so that they can have a safe journey. They didn't ask for people to accompany them. They didn't ask for security guard because they had let the people understand that they serve a most high God who is able to protect them. Therefore, there was no need for security guards. So they said, and the Lord God's hand was upon us to deliver us safely. Amen. So he has chosen a theme for this prayer meeting, or week-long prayer meeting, which we call the Equipped for Abundance. That is the theme for today, Equipped for Abundance. So it will tie everything together. For those of us who have not been able to participate in the week-long program, Equipped for Abundance, we will try to tie everything together within the time that is available to us. So that you will not miss anything. So the, the, the test that we are reading, the main test is John 10.10. Uh, quickly, we turn to John 10.10. It says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That is to the full till it overflows. Praise God. Then also there's another test that we're supposed to be reading. That is John 3, 2. 3 John 3, 2. All right, John, I mean, some people may be looking for what verse. It's just one verse. Third John chapter... Did you put it on the board for us, please? I got it here, so I'll read. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper... In all things, and be in health, just as your soul prospers. 3 John 2. Yeah, 3 John 1 and 2. He said, Beloved, but we are, reading, we are reading the second verse. 3 John 2, he says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things, in health, just as your soul prospers. Praise God. And then the last test I want us to read is from uh, Psalm one one five verse fourteen. Psalm one one five verse fourteen. He said, "May the Lord give you great increase." Amen. If you respond, "Amen," that means may it be so for you. It is. It is a blessing. It is a benediction. And when you say "Amen," that means I receive it. So I'll repeat it so that you get the opportunity to respond appropriately. It says, may the Lord give you great increase. Amen. You and your children. Amen. So you can turn to the one seated next to you and tell that person that may the Lord give you great increase. In the area of your finances, may the Lord increase you. In the name of Jesus, if whatever the business you are doing, may the Lord give you increase. You and your children in the name of Jesus may the Lord make you fruitful. Glory be to the name of the most high God. He's good and his mercy shall endure. Oh, he's good and his mercy shall If you are tasted of the goodness of the Lord, join me as we sing. He's good. Oh. Is good, he is good, and His mercy shall endure. Hallelujah. He is good, the Lord is good. He is good, and His mercy shall endure. Hallelujah but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Who is this thief that we're talking about? And what does he come to steal from us? I want here to remind you that God's covenant with us is a covenant for abundance. God has a covenant with us, and in that covenant is an abundant life. Praise God. Hallelujah. From, from the beginning of time, scripture shows us that God wanted us to be happy and to be prosperous. Right from the beginning of time, God wanted us to be happy and to be prosperous. If, I, if you go back to, to uh, the account of creation in Genesis chapter 1, In the account of creation, we are told in Genesis that God made everything and he declared it to be good. Whatever God made, he created the heavens, he created the earth, he created the beasts of the... what, And he created light and sun, whatever God did, he said, it is good. Praise God. So God wanted us to be happy. He wanted us to be prosperous. Then after God had created everything... He turned them over to Adam to rule and to have dominion over all God's creation. Because he had created the birds of the earth. The fishes that swim in the ocean. And then the animal kingdom. And everything. And God told Adam that rule over them and have dominion over them. So Adam had everything in abundance. He didn't have to toil. He didn't have to sweat. Like you and I, we have to wake up in the morning. Sometimes Monday morning, tomorrow morning, you don't feel like going to work. You have to go to work. You have to sweat. But that was not the original intent of God's creation. Adam had it made. Everything was there. God said it is good. And even when he created Adam and he found out that Adam was alone, God said, it is not even good for this man to be single. I will create a helpmate for him. So he created a helpmate for him. So God wanted us to be happy right from the beginning of time. To be prosperous and to have everything in abundance. And then what happened? Then the enemy, the devil steps in. So God's plan from beginning was for man to be enriched. And to have a prosperous abundant life. God wanted you and I to be enriched and to have a prosperous and abundant life. Then the devil steps in with his own agenda. Satan steps in with his own agenda and his agenda is to frustrate the plans of God for you and I from the beginning of time. So what did he do? The purpose of the devil, who is the thief, is only to steal to kill and to destroy whatever god had created whatever god had created that was good satan had a counter proposal counter idea to destroy then the devil comes for he comes for purely selfish means Things to satisfy his own selfish desire. That is what the enemy comes to do. He steals, he kills, and he he destroys. Only for his own selfish aggrandizement. But what about Jesus? Jesus says, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Praise God. So you, you should draw the contrast. One has come to steal, to take away what you have. Take away your joy. Take away your money. Take away your wife, your kids, your prosperity, your faith, your everything. He wants to take it away. But Jesus said, I have come to restore unto you whatever it is that the enemy has stolen from you. Oh, somebody give glory to the name of the most high God. Hallelujah. But the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't come to the human heart for any selfish reason. He comes to give, not to take. He said, I have come. To give you and not only to give you, but that it will be abundant, it will overflow, it will be superabundant, it will be excessive, it will be more than you need. Oh, somebody give glory to the most high God. Hallelujah. That is why the Bible says in first John chapter 3, verse 8, it says, I for this reason, the Son of God or the Son of Man was manifested. So that he would destroy every work of the enemy. Every plan of the enemy concerning your life, concerning my life to bring untold hardship and suffering. Jesus Christ said, I have come so that I will destroy the work of the enemy. So that when he went to the cross of Calvary, he defeated him. He defeated Satan on the cross. And Bible says he disarmed the powers, principalities, and all demonic forces that are working against you and I. So that we are more than conquerors. Somebody say we are more than conquerors. Through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Hallelujah. So what it is? He is a thief. So we have established that fact. Satan is a thief. He has come to steal and to kill. And to, so what has he come to steal? The first thing he, 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 he has come to steal from us, you see, he can steal material things like TV, like your car. Those are material possessions. But he is more spiritual. Things of eternal value. The things that God values the most. Those are the things that Satan wants to steal. He wants to seal your soul, he wants to seal my soul, and he wants us to go to hell with him. Even as his end is nearing, the Bible says he's trying to get as many people to the hell of fire with him. So he's snatching young people from the streets, from our streets, making them drug addicts, alcohol addicts, all kinds of lifestyle. He is for the soul of mankind. So we pray that there will be a harvest of soul. So that we will be able to snatch those who are perishing. Turn them from darkness into light. From the kingdom of Satan into the kingdom of of light. Praise the name of the living God. For some people too, they have become so much professional people. Career oriented. Attending conferences. Over here, I have a conference here. I have a conference. They have no time for the work of the Lord. They have become so busy. The lot of time they have, they have to go on vacation. Bahamas, wherever. You can name them. They have time for everything but for the work of the Lord. And that is the work of the enemy. Because God has created you to worship him. That is the reason why he says, The reason I live is to worship you. I worship you. I worship you. Oh. The, the reason I, live is, I live yes. is to I worship, worship you. you. with career, career, professional people, well-meaning people, not just people on the streets, but the enemy has preoccupied their attention. They are looking at the wrong thing instead of working on their soul. Praise the name of the living God. So that is the first thing that the enemy has come to steal, spiritual treasure. The souls of people deflect their attention from the ball so that they can worship God. The second thing he has stolen from believers is our first love. Our first love. This is what Jesus was telling the the church, the Ephesian church. He says, I know your works, your labor, your patience, that you cannot bear those who, who are not. But he said, nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works. Or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. I just read from Revelation chapter 2, uh, verses 2 to 5. Our first love. You see, God wants us to be on fire for Jesus, He wants our zeal, our dedication. But we realize that due to some reasons, some of us, we have slackened. That burning desire, that fire is gone. That fire is dead. That first love it happened in the Ephesian church and it's happening today, right now, in our midst. That energy and the passion for all the things of God has disappeared, as well as our appetite for God's word. So we need to pray, God, that that first love that the enemy has stolen from us, that God will restore unto us the joy of our salvation. So that when on Sundays you are coming to church, you will say, Oh, I was glad when I was told, let us go into the house of the Lord. For in the house of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand side, there are pleasures forevermore. Somebody give glory unto the name of the Lord. So where did that first love go? Satan steals, he steals our zeal. That zeal, that enthusiasm is gone. So God wants us to be on fire. So we pray. That is the reason why he, district pastor has institute called for this prayer. So that we can pray, we can rededicate our lives. Whatever the enemy has stolen from us. Our zeal, our fire, our passion, the energy. We shall get them back. Praise the name of the living God. The third thing he has stolen from us, the Bible makes us understand that God has given each and every one of us a special gift. That is in First, first Peter chapter 4, verse 10 and 11. And these gifts that God has given unto us, your gifting may be different from my gifting. But he has given a gift to each and every one. Because the Bible says, As each one has received a gift, each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Verse 11. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him minister, let him do it as with the ability that God supplies. That in all things God may be glorified. Jesus Christ whom belong the glory and dominion forever and forever. Amen. Amen. Simply what he's saying is that God has given you a spiritual gift. Yours could be serving, yours could be cleaning, yours could be singing, yours could be worshiping. Either way, God has given some everybody a gift. That is called you are a minister. He says we should use that To minister to God first and to minister unto one another. Praise the name of the living God. But you and I will bear witness that we we have slackened. That is what I call the the calling. That, That call has faded away. We want to pray. The enemy has stolen that faded calling. We pray that God is going to restore that calling back. In the name of Jesus... You may want to attempt to do something. Maybe you came to stand here to, to lead worship and somebody may have laughed, sneered at you for the tone of the voice. It was not matching. They said something behind you. They were bickering behind your back. And as a result, you are discouraged. Don't take this Because the devil works in several ways. You can use... Remember, Jesus was telling Peter that Peter, this revelation is from God. That I am the son of the living God. And then when they walked two steps, Jesus told Peter, get away from me, Satan. That same person... He gets a revelation from God, that same person, he says, get away from me, Satan. So know that God, Satan can use people to try to discourage you from the things of God. So don't let that one slacken you. God has given you a spiritual gift and that gift is not for you. You are supposed to use that gift to serve one another so that the grace, the glory shall belong to the most high God. Or to him alone be all the glory today, and forevermore. Amen. One other thing the enemy has stolen from us is our faith. So many of us, we have, we have lost faith. We have lost faith in prayer. That prayer doesn't work anymore. We have lost faith. Because probably you might have prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed about something, and you didn't get answer at the time that you, you expected to receive the answer. So you say, no, this, this, pray, this faith does not work. And that is the most crucial of all the losses suffered to the devil. Of all the things that the enemy is stealing from us, the most serious one is our faith. Because the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because any person who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek. And also, the Bible says that the, the righteous or the just... They shall live by faith. So faith is there is depending upon God. So once you lose faith, that means you are no more trusting God. You are no more depending on God. That means it's done. You are not pleasing God. And the the enemy knows that. So he will do everything in his power to steal that faith. But let's say the devil is a liar. Somebody said the devil is a liar. You see, because nothing else counts. If faith is missing, faith is our total dependence upon God. People with faith, if you are with faith, you develop another eye, eyesight. Because when everybody is seeing defeat, you are seeing victory. When the person is lying on the sick bed and all hope is gone, you are believing that it shall be well. That God, the healer, is going to touch that person, and that dry bones shall rise up again. I came here to encourage you that do not allow the enemy to steal your faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Because with God, with God, you can recover more than you have just lost. Praise God. Because the enemy, they broke into David's household and stole everything belonging to David. His wives, his children, burned down his house and everything. He lost everything. The Bible says, David wept and wept and wept until he had no more strength to weep. That is That story is in 1 Samuel chapter 30. And then David strengthened himself in the Lord. Because even his friends, they threatened to beat him up. Because we have followed you and look at what has happened to us. He strengthened himself in the Lord. He prayed to God and he says, Should I pursue these people, this enemy? And shall I be able to overtake them? And shall I be able to recover what they have taken? God told him that, pursue them. Pursue the enemy. Somebody say, pursue the enemy. Pursue the enemy. You shall overtake the enemy. And you shall recover whatever it is the enemy has stolen from you. Whatever the enemy has stolen from you, you are going to recover. Praise God. So David pursued the enemy, the Amalekites, and he recovered more than what even they had stolen. Oh, this morning you can recover. We serve a God of abundance who is able to do more and above what we even hope or we even expect. Hallelujah. Because we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. So you can say that I can do all things. Somebody say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. One other thing that the enemy is attacking, because when God saw Adam was lonely, God saw it fit to give him a helpmate, a wife. And whatever is good for man, the enemy doesn't like it. So Satan is attacking marriages. Christian marriages are breaking up at the same rate like those ones outside. Because God says it is not good for man to stay alone. Marriage is an institution that has been instituted by God. And it is under attack. Because it is an institution and the family is also the basic unit of the church. If you see this church, it is family, family, every church. We use the families to to make a church. And Satan will break up the families so that he will break up the church. So families are under attack. We pray today in the name of Jesus If the enemy is touching any family, if the enemy has put his hands on any family, we pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus, that there shall be sanity in every marriage. There shall be reconciliation in the name of Jesus. That God, what God has put together, Satan cannot turn it asunder. Not even Satan in the name of Jesus. So here is the good news. The good news is that Jesus has come to put life back in the church. He says the enemy has come to destroy but I have come to put life back. Whatever the enemy has stolen from the church, I have come to block him and to get to deliver you from all the attacks of the enemy. I have come to revive your dying zeal, your zeal, your enthusiasm, your passion that you—that that is floundering. Jesus says, I have come to revive them. That dry bones shall live again. Dry bones shall be again. That you shall be on fire again. In the name of Jesus. That is the reason why Jesus says he has come. He has come to bind up all those who are broken hearted. To bind up broken marriages in the name of Jesus. Amen. So when we, what do we mean by abundance? It says I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. I was looking at what my Bible defines it as when you say abundance, it says, it gives you other words, it says it means what? Super abundance. Somebody says super abundance. Wow. See we have, Jesus it says, it says I have come that you have life and you have it abundantly. So that you are going to have a what? Super abundance. Praise God. And you're going to have life, excessive life, excessively. Are you going ha- going to have life overflowing. Overflowing. If it is joy, it is going to overflow. Oh, praise the name of the living God. And that if it is your business, he's come to restore, it is going to be a surplus. You're going to have a surplus. Hallelujah. It is going to be well, over and above what you hope or you are even expecting. Hallelujah. He says, He has come so that you can have more than enough. Somebody say, More than enough. More than enough. Hallelujah. It is going to be what? Extraordinary. God wants your life to be extraordinary. It's not that you are going to be ordinary. He wants you to be what? Extraordinary. Christian. You are going to be above the ordinary. And the last one says you are going to have more than sufficient. More than sufficient. That is what Jesus Christ has come to do. So you see that this abundant life that he has come to give us, it is all inclusive of everything that is good. This abundant life, this salvation, we receive it the moment we accept Jesus Christ as our personal savior. Not only do we receive salvation, that which will guarantee eternal life. When we die from here, we are not going to die again. We are going to live eternally with God. That is in future. But now, somebody say now. It includes all other things that we read from 3 John 1 2. He says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper. Somebody say, Prosper. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. One version says, That all may go well with you. I like that version too. He says, I pray that all may go well with you. Like when you are going to U.S., you get a U.S. visa, and you go and you, say, you tell somebody, a lover, a family person, your parent, it's you oh, I pray, Kofi, that all may go well with you. That your U.S., you are going, that you may succeed. Because life is a journey. He says that I wish above all things that all may go well for you. This marriage you are going, I wish above all things that all may go well with you. This business you are starting, I wish above all things that all may go well with you. This surgery that you are going to have, I wish above all things that all may go well with you. Praise the name of the living God. That is the God that we serve. You see, it is God's intention and provision that we as believers, we we should be healthy in our lives. God wants us to be healthy and then also to have those blessings. He wants all things to go well with us. That is at our workplace, our plans, in our ministry, in our purposes. God wants everything to go well with us. The Bible says, my God shall supply everything that I need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. If there is a need today, may God Jehovah, the God who owns the heavens and the earth, oh, may he supply every need, be it a physical need, be it a spiritual need, be it a psychological need, be it an emotional need. May all supply you every need according to his riches in glory. By Christ Jesus. Praise the name of the living God. Because the Bible says. Now unto him. Who is able to do exceedingly. And abundantly. Over and above. What we hope. Or we expect. According to his riches in glory. By Christ Jesus. That is Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 20. If you can please put it on the board for us. Ephesians chapter 3. He says now to him. Who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. Oh, where is the, Where is our man? Okay, he is not there. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask of him. According to the power of God. That is at work in us. So God wants us to be prosperous. He is able to do. Oh, 320. Anyway, let's move on. So now, beside that. God wants us to be healthy, healthy. He wants us, to our body, to be healthy. One time, Jesus had an encounter with a woman. He's he's not a Jewish woman, he's a Greek. And then that woman, she had a, a daughter who was sick. Demons have possessed that daughter. So this woman came to Jesus and told Jesus that my daughter is sick. Would you come home and heal that daughter for me? Jesus said, I don't give my food to, to dogs because you are, you, are, you are a Greek. That woman is a Greek. She's a Gentile. So she's a dog. So the woman said, okay, I'm a, I agree I'm a dog. But even when the people, the master finishes eating the crumbs under the table, they also eat from there. So here, Jesus is trying to understand that if you are a descendant of Abraham, you are a child of Abraham. Healing is for you. Healing is the food for God's children. Hallelujah! Yes. So it says, Mark seven twenty-seven. Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. So healing is part of the heritage of a believer. Yes. Healing is part of your heritage. When Jesus Christ saved you, healing is part of your heritage. So if you are sick, you go to him and you claim your your healing for being the descendant of Abraham. Praise the name of the living God. Because the Bible says in Revelation chapter 22 verse 2, it says, in the middle of the street and on the other side of the river was a tree of life which bore twelve fruits. Each tree yielding its its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for healing. The leaves of the tree were for healing of the nation. So God has provided healing for you and I. Healing and divine health is part of our heritage. Jesus says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. His name is Jehovah Rapha." He's a mighty healer. He heals the crippled, the lame, and the blind. So no matter what sicknesses that you came here with, may the healing power of the Lord touch you today. May the healing power of the Lord touch you. Because it says "Is it part of your divine heritage. Praise the name of the living God. Because the Bible says the righteous. uh, Beyond that, the Bible also tells us that The part of the blessings that we have from abundant life is long life. I've spoken about prosperity. I've spoken about healing. The third one is long life. Somebody say long life. Long life or longevity. Long life or longevity. If you want to appear to be too academic. Long life or longevity. And good health. They are all part and package of abundant life. If you are here, you are a child of God. God wants you to live long. I pray that there will be no premature death. We cancel every death which is premature. That you will live the full lifespan of the life that God has set up for you. Praise God. My father lived to be 104. I also want, anyway, 104 is too much for me. (laughs) But God bless that man too much. His mind was there, there was no Alzheimer's, there was no, I sit down there, I talk to him, when I go there, we sit under the tree, and we go, before I go, he'll pray for me, and then I'll come. Even the day he died, he was they were worshipping God in his living room, yeah. at 104, and then all of a sudden, he stopped, he, stopped, he stopped talking, and then they look at him, the man was dead in his chair, so they took him to Amina Hospital, there's a mortuary there. So may God give you long life. Because that is what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. He says, my son, do not forget my teaching. But keep my commands in your heart too. For they will prolong your life. Somebody said they will prolong your life. They will prolong your life. Many years. Oh, it's part of it too. He said many years. And bring you peace and prosperity. Uh, our man is still asleep. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, 1 and 2. 2, okay. Proverbs 3, try and keep up. I'm almost done. Obeying God and living by his holy principles will result in better health. If you obey God and you live by his principle, it will result in, did he put it there? Okay, now. He said, my son, do not forget my law. The laws of God. That is the Bible. But let your heart keep my commands, 2 Let's go to two. For length of days, and long life, and peace, they will add to you. Hallelujah. Oh, who, want to, who want to live long here? Oh, so many hands are down. So many people don't want to live long. You are sitting in the presence of God, uh, in the presence, in the assembly of a heavenly people may it be so, even according to your faith, in the name of Jesus that doesn't mean that you may not have trouble, you may have trouble you may fall sick but the Bible says, the righteous man may have many trouble but the Lord will deliver you the Lord will deliver you one by one from every affliction he will watch over you so that not even a single bone will be broken, somebody give a clap of friend. For the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So may the Lord give you long life, full of good health. Not just long life, but long life full of good health. You don't want to be long life to be 100 years and then one of your legs is hanging there, one of them is hanging there, they have to put tube with your mouth. You want long life full of good health. Say, Lord, give me long life, full of good health. In the name of Jesus. May it be so for you. May God heal you. Every part, every pain. Whether it be physical pain. Whether it be emotional pain. Whether it be spiritual pain. May the Lord touch you and heal you. In the name of Jesus. May the grace of God be multiplied unto you. Many times over. In the name that is above every other name. The last thing I want to talk about is long life and wealth. Wealth. Wealth or money. Riches. Who doesn't want to be rich? I mean, some of us, we have suffered need before, back in the day. So we don't want, you are being on the other side, we don't want to perpetually lay on the other side. Praise the name of the living God. The Bible says, Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22, the blessings of the Lord will bring you wealth. When God blesses you, he will add wealth to it. He will add riches to it. He will add no sorrow to it. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord make you rich. He said, the blessings of the Lord will make you rich. And he will add no sorrow with it. May God cancel every sorrow. May he make you rich. Spiritually, spiritually, and physically. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. And you shall remember the Lord God. For it is he who gives you the power. Somebody say Power. It is God who give you the power to get wealth. It is God who give you the power to be rich. It is God who give you the power to be wealthy. May God give you that power. May he bless your, your business. Whatever you are doing for a living, may the hand of the Lord be upon it today and forevermore. Amen to the name of the Most High God. I'm bringing my message to a close right now. All too often material wealth of, in this world is gain. Through wickedness and through greed. And therefore, it is not from God. So many people, through wickedness, through kolabule, through Kululu, they become world. But when God blesses you, oh, I'm looking for the blessings of God to make you wealthy. He will add no sorrow to it. He will bless your businesses. He will bless your children. He will bless your grandchildren. In the name that is above every other name. That is what the abundant life is all about. He came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But whatever he has come to destroy, I have come to restore it. I have come to block the enemy and to restore unto you anything that the enemy has stolen from you. When Job was afflicted, God blessed Job to the extent that he was the richest man in that part of the world. But then the enemy attacked Job and he lost everything. He was afflicted with boils and sore from the, head, the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. To the extent that the wife said, why don't you curse God and die? But Job didn't, didn't follow the wife's advice. Sometimes you don't have to follow your wife's advice. Any husbands are in the house. It is good to follow your wife's advice, but sometimes not all the advice. Job told him that you are a fo- Job said you are a foolish woman. When God brought the money, we were enjoying, you didn't say anything. But now that the money is gone, you want me to curse? No, I'm not going to do so. Even his children didn't want him near them. But let's look at Job chapter 42, verse 10. That is the that is the last chapter. The last chapter of your life will be written by God. It will be written by God. Job chapter 42, verse 10. Bible says, then Job prayed for his friends. And then, after he prayed for his friend, the Lord restored Job's losses. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord restored what? Job's losses. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had, he had been taken. Job got twice. But the Bible says, since Satan is the enemy, our last test is here. Proverbs chapter 6, 30 to 31. He said, if somebody is a thief and he's hungry and he steals food to eat, leave him alone. Otherwise, if somebody steals, like the devil, he has stolen your joy, he has stolen your businesses, he has stolen your health. The Bible says, if you catch him, you should make him pay six times. Somebody says six times. He said, yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold. Even I reduce it for him, he must pay sevenfold. Sevenfold. Somebody says sevenfold. sevenfold. He may have to give up all the substance of his house. Yes. Satan has to give up. He has to sell everything he has in order to pay you. Yes. Say that I have, we have caught the enemy. We have caught the thief. Who is the thief? Satan. Verse 31. Verse 31 says, he must pay seven times. So we are going to go before Satan right now. And we are going to tell him, give me back my family seven times. Give me back my joy. Give me back my wealth. Give me back my health. Give me back everything that you have stolen from me seven times over. In the name that is above every other name. Now may the Lord give you increase. May the Lord give you great increase. You and your children. May you be blessed. May the Lord open the heavens for you. And may the Lord cause rain from heaven. May the Lord open the windows of heaven. And rain upon your substance. In the name of Jesus. May the blessings of the Lord God Almighty. Be your portion. May that blessing follow you when you go out. And may that f- blessing follow you when you come in. Blessing by the countryside. And blessing in the, in, the, in, in, in the city. In the name that is above every other name. Praise the name of the Lord. May the Lord make you the head. May he make you a leader. May He make you know, make you follow back, you are following people. No, may you be the leader. May you be the head in the businesses, in whatever you are doing. May you be the leader in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. May God make you a birth, even in your family. May they all come to you. May God not cause you to go and be borrowing money, but may God cancel every debt, and that you will be the one who people will come to you, and you shall be given to people. May you be upon your feet as you are. We begin to give thanks unto the name of the name of the Most High God. Praise the name of the Lord. Covenant keeping God.